What's up, Baltimore? It's your boy, Nick Burr. And with it being National Travel and Tourism Week, the No Picks After Dark podcast with my guy, Aaron Dante, will be doing a four-part special series sponsored by Visit Baltimore. So get ready, turn up your volumes, because you'll hear all about the power of travel with Baltimore's hospitality community and how they all came together to create a great experience for visitors, whether you're from out of state or right around the corner. So welcome to Baltimore. Ayo, Aaron, talk to him. Welcome, folks, to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. The next guest on the show, uh, uh, she works at one of the coolest places, I think, in the world. The coolest places. And uh, I'm so excited to have her on the show. It's Catherine Manzores from the Maryland Zoo in Baltimore. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Uh, so happy to have you on the show. So tell the audience a little bit about you. You know, how did you become involved with the Maryland Zoo? So I am actually originally from North Carolina. I moved up here um, almost 14 years ago. I have a degree in zoology and right after college, I was looking for a job in my field. Um, uh, There is an aggregate site where you can search um, all the zoos jobs at one time and the Maryland Zoo popped up and they needed a reptile and amphibian keeper. And I had experience with that. So I applied and I had been interviewing at other zoos for months and months and I wasn't getting anything. But for some reason, this one just felt different. Um, So I applied and so I moved up here about, like I said, 13, 14 years ago. I was an animal keeper for all that time in the Maryland wilderness. So that's snakes and turtles and otters and bobcats and frogs. And then now I work in the conservation department doing uh, just various tasks and projects for the conservation department and the hospital department. Now, it's funny because I told you this before. I am terrified of rough snakes. I am <laughs> terrified of them. You know, it's just something about them. I know they're nice creatures. I mm-hmm. know they are. But something about snake and just slithering around. It's all about like no, no arms and legs, but can move better than any of us. Is that <laughs> part of it? <laughs> about that. Uh, you know, yeah. I said I used to live in Texas and I remember we had the coral snakes and the, you know, you had learned red on yellow and you mm-hmm. know, like in Texas, you know, out, and when I moved out there, my parents were like, God, no difference in snakes. I'm like, and I saw a rattlesnake up front and I'm like, close. I'm like, wow, they're really like scary. Like, I mean, just a rattle in the air. And you're just like, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. There's something deep inside all of us uh, that is afraid of that sound that probably has helped our ancestors survive. So it's totally understandable. But once you get to know snakes, they're they're really not that bad. Nice, nice. So, you know, what's one thing that, you know, when we were talking about the, this week, the power of travel, okay? We're talking about the power of travel. And it's National Travel and Tourism Week. Mm-hmm. Why is travel in and around your own city or region important? So... The reason why it's, I, I feel like with the with the pandemic, and I don't know if we were going to bring the pandemic up so early, but one thing about the pandemic that has brought all of us, I think it's demonstrated really well why it's so important to have local treasures to explore, because really it was the only thing during that major shutdown period we all could turn to, was local parks and trails and outdoor eateries and, you know... It was just a time period of going back to local exploration and 
it could demonstrate like how fun that can be and to rediscover new areas and to talk to your neighbors and your coworkers about like different places that you've been that you haven't been in either ever or a long time. It, it was kind of a, a fun small talk thing we could all participate in. No, I definitely agree. I went out and bought a bike during the pandemic. Oh, nice. Love it. <laughs> and I just, I literally rode around all the trails and the place I had never been in Baltimore. And it was amazing. Yeah. And there's something about riding on a bike that really gives you a new perspective of an area. It really does. Whether you're on a trail or on a city street with cars zipping by you, it really just brings like the city to a new level of life you haven't seen before. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, that that is definitely one of the top things for me. I just, I went out and bought a bike and riding all around the city. I'm like, I've never been on a side of town. I've never been this trail. And it was great to explore. Like you said, just learn your whole new region. You learn everything about your area. Yeah, definitely. So how did you work together with the community during the time of the pandemic to get you guys through? That was just such a uh, interesting time. So the zoo shut down, um, you know, a few weeks after like uh, most other places did because we're outdoor. And um, but then when it really kind of the pandemic really hit, we kind of we shut down altogether in, in March. So what we did is the the animal care and the hospital staff, we had to break up into A team and B team. And so A team just stuck with A team and was working on certain days. And then B team only stuck with B team and was working on certain days. And that way, if somebody got sick on A team, B team would come in and take over. Um, luckily, we didn't really have to do, deal with that a whole lot. Um, so that maybe just shows like how effective it was. Um, so that's kind of how we dealt with, um, you know, the, the, the work part of it. But then our education, marketing, um, public relations staff, they all came together and they, you know, did a lot of virtual, um, virtual learning and sending our, get our, our fans updates about the animals, because there was a lot of concern about the animals. I think it was like one of the first things a lot of people thought about was just like, how are the, you know, animals going to get through this and deal with this. And there was a lot of concern. So, um, we were very, very, it was very heartwarming to see all the feedback. Um, we got generous donations and we just kept sending the pictures and the videos, just showing how the animals were doing. And they really all were doing very fine during that time period. So that was also helpful too. Well, I mean, since you said that, a real quick question about that. Were the animals like lonely, I guess? I mean, they're used to seeing people come in. Was it like a time where they were just kind of like, you know, could you guys sense that or feel that, that they were just, missing out on people or the interaction with seeing Yeah. So my um, specialty is mostly in like, I guess like the most charismatic animals I work with are the otters and bobcats. Um, And they couldn't care less. (laughs) I don't, I don't think Um, the chimps, I think are used to interacting with a lot of guests through the glass. They come up and they, you know, they like to display and like hit the glass sometimes just to be very showy, which is how chimps are. So I think that they noticed, um, I'm not really sure how they acted, but I think that the team said that they did notice that there were a lot less people there. Um, a lot of the other animals, they seemed like they were just doing fine and really couldn't care. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, yeah. That was it. I, I never thought of that until you said it. I'm like, right. Yeah. They, they mm-hmm. Yeah. They're acting with everybody. All right. So we'll be right back after these messages, folks, and we'll come right back. All right. Hold on real tight. Feathered or furry. We care for all. 
Show your support for wildlife like penguins, elephants, chimpanzees, and more by visiting the Maryland Zoo. Right here in Baltimore's backyard, there's no better place to get beak to cheek with some of your favorite animals. From outdoor events to sunny afternoon strolls, there's so much to zoo this spring. Time tickets are required. Reserve yours online at MarylandZoo.org. And we're back with Miss Cat from the Maryland Zoo. Uh, we we're talking about so many crazy things like the snakes and then the chimpanzees, otters, and it uh, makes me want to go to the zoo today. I'm ready to go. I am ready. <laughs> so we left off with about the pandemic. And did you think the pandemic would last this long? Did you think, you know, remember when it first came out, everybody would be gone for work for two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> did you think we would be? Or like be gone. Did you think you'd be like, all right, did you, were you out of work for a while or were you coming still coming in? And how did that all play out? I did. I stayed coming into work. Um, I did a little bit of mixture of animal keep keeper stuff. Cause they just needed some help. And then like desk work stuff. So I was definitely needed at the zoo, which was great. I'm not a homebody. I like going to work. I like going places. Um, I did not think it was going to last as long as it did. I think it did start to become apparent as time went that it was going to be a little bit longer than just two weeks. But one thing I'll tell you about myself that um, with, when it comes to the pandemic and why working at a zoo ended up being such a good thing for me to do with my career is I really love science and I really love gathering knowledge about things. And just like with snakes, like, I feel like the more, the more I read about the virus, the less I became fearful of it. So I, I spent that time just reading articles from actual, not just opinion articles. We're talking like, I would try to read like, um, summaries of scientific articles about how it spreads. It's the same thing when I was a kid with animals, like the more I learned about some dangerous animals, the less fearful I became because you kind of understand it better. So no, I didn't think it would last this long, but what got me through it was just science, just like following the science and staying focused on that. Okay. So, you know, we're going to the new norm now. I mean, it's how did Maryland zoo adjust to new norm of, you know, having people come into the zoo? How, how did you guys adjust to this? So there was a really long planning and period, many, many meetings about how we were going to reopen. We wanted to be ready to hit the ground running right when we got the okay to open back up. So what we did, one of the major things we did is we now have timed tickets to come in, which is something um, you don't really see with the zoo our size. We never had time tickets as far as I know being there. Um, that is something that aquariums employ a lot because they're enclosed spaces even before the pandemic. So there's not a bunch of crowding at like the one shark tank or whatever. Um, but we started doing that and we're just going to keep that up. And it seems to help with our capacity. Uh, we, you know, encourage mask wearing and require it now. Um, social distancing, we have markers. And then we actually made the traffic of the zoo a one-way flow, which actually I think to me, it helps because a lot of people would accidentally do only half of the circle to see animals and not realize that there was the rest of it. And now there's like no way to miss anything because you just keep going in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. That's the, that's interesting. So now I, I so it's one way in, one way out traffic flow going into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what has the, 
the response been from like a lot of, have you heard anything from the customers? It like? seems like it's really, really good feedback as far as I can tell. I mean, I'm sure there's definitely complaints here and there, but I just think we made things um, easy to follow and just safe for everyone. So it, we've gotten great feedback about it. Now that things are opening back up, hopefully, hopefully they're opening up, you know, how are you getting back? How are you guys getting people back to the zoo? How are you guys saying, Hey, come on back. It's a great atmosphere for you. It's safe. It's, you know, it's family friendly. You don't have to worry about it. Like how are you getting people back? Yeah. Well, the good thing about the zoo is it kind of, sells itself in the pandemic it's already outside so that lowers your risk by a whole lot um we you know and we've employed all of those um you know pandemic post-pandemic precautions and it's outside and we don't have that many buildings to go into um but we also have baby chimps and penguins and just fun stuff to see and who doesn't want to take a day to go do that um you know, take a, take a break from all the zoom meetings and, and go see some baby chimps. Pretty <laughs> uh, easy, pretty easy sell. <laughs> so where can we find you? You know, if I'm coming from out of town or from, you know, out in Laurel, if I'm out in Columbia or if I'm out in, um, you know, Bel Air, where can we find you on social media? Where can we find the Maryland zoo? Where can we find all that stuff? Are you guys on TikTok? Are you guys on, you know, <laughs> I don't know if we've done TikTok yet, but I'm sure somebody is getting on that soon. Uh, but it, we're pretty easy to find. MarylandZoo.org is our website. Maryland Zoo is our Facebook and our Twitter. Um, the zoo is located in Druid Hill Park in cent North Central Baltimore. Uh, we're open from 10 to 4 every day, but you'll, uh, we'll need to get reserved tickets um, online. So that's the only request we have. But otherwise, just come out and see us and just find us at Maryland Zoo. Hey, I love it. I love reserving. I like that. that that's really <laughs> reserving times. You don't have to worry about it. Get there when you got to get there. And you know, Yeah, it's like guaranteed entry. So, yeah. That's great. That's great. Ms. Kat, thank you so much for your time on the No Books or Dark podcast. It's been great. I've learned. I hope can't wait for my listeners to hear this. Yeah. I mean, now I'm ready to go to the Maryland Zoo today. It's 75, 70 degrees outside. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to yeah. go. Day. It's going to be nice from here on out. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Love, peace, and happiness. We're out. All right.